Hey, everybody, and welcome to another Next Level Guest Spotlight. I am Ben Beck, joined by my co-host, Adam Gorey. And on this Guest Spotlight, we are joined by someone who is no stranger to both movies and television. You've seen him in some films like The Last Boy Scout, Pearl Harbor, Black Hawk Down, as well as many television shows such as Prison Break, Smallville, and CSI Miami. But for the past seven years, you've seen him... Uh, do his thing as a main cast member on the hit FX show, Sons of Anarchy. Please welcome Tig Traeger himself, Mr. Kim Coates. Kim, thanks for so much for joining us this evening. Boys, how's it going? Going, uh, it's going great. Going rather well. Here we are talking on the second night of Sons of Anarchy. We're, we're, start, we're starting the show now. Last week was the premiere episode. I guess the numbers were... Through the roof, our fans are so loyal and crazy and nuts out there. We love them all. Yeah, yeah FX record, I think, right for a premiere but, of a show. Yeah, biggest hit ever, but most watched show ever in the history of FX. That's yeah. crazy. The summer's over. You guys are back in production for the final season of Sons of Anarchy. Uh, how long have you guys been back in production now? How long have you guys been working on it? We we started May the twenty fifth. And we'll go till November the 1st. It's always like five months. And, uh, I, you know, I think the biggest question at the end of last season, because the show is such a big hit now and has been for a few years, I mean, the question was, do we do more episodes? Do you do 16 or 17 or 15? And because we knew this was our final season no matter what. I mean, it's been amazing. But Charlie Hunnam and myself and Katie and, and Tommy and Bobby and Theo, I mean, we're exhausted. We're, we're absolutely so happy uh, to have been in this show and to have been able to, 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 to complete this show in seven seasons. It'll all be syndicated. It's the biggest hit FX has ever had and certainly one of the biggest hits on cable. But you know what, dude? It's, it's, it's time to move on. I, I know the fans don't want to hear that, but I think this year's 13 last shows are going to be so epic and uh, so violent, so nuts. Yeah, that's that's the rumor. This, this, that's, that's what we're hearing. This ain't Disney, boys. This ain't Disney. <laughs> and I love Disney, don't get me wrong. But this ain't The Little Mermaid. This is Sons <laughs> of Frickin' Anarchy. Uh, now, I know there's, believe it or not, there's people out there who have yet to see Sons of Anarchy. So for anybody who's listening to us right now or on our podcast who, who's never seen Sons of Anarchy, Give, give those people a little bit of synopsis of what the show is about and, you know, a little bit more about your character, uh, Tig. I will. Uh, for those, I mean, Theo and I have always said this, that this is what we get when we hear from our fans. The, the number one is, I've never seen it. I hear it's amazing. Number two is, oh, my God, I'm addicted, but I'm only in season four. Don't say anything. And then the other fan is, when do you start again? I can't breathe. I can't sleep. Um, all around the world, the show's so so epic. This show is essentially a drama. It's a family drama. It's about one percenters. One percenters are the people that ride motorcycles. It's about a club, a fictional club called the Sons of Anarchy. We're in Charming, a fictional town in Northern California, and it's loosely based on Hamlet. And for you listeners who are Shakespeare buffs, and if they're not, they should be. Because <laughs> I am. I've, I've done so much Shakespeare in my life. I've been very blessed to, to start on stage my whole acting career. But I, this is loosely based on Hamlet, and Katie Seagal plays the Gertrude-type character. Charlie Hunnam playing Jax is, is obviously Hamlet. Ron Perlman, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but last season was a pretty 
pretty hard hard season for Pearl, our valiant ex-president of the club. Um, anyway, so there you go. It's a family drama, literally. It's about one percenters, uh, literally. And yet, it is watched by more people in different avenues of life around the world. Boyfriends, girlfriends, 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 guys, guys, moms, uh, kids in college. I mean, of course, all the cops and the servicemen and, and the firemen, they, they go nuts for this show. It's, it's just been a crazy ride yeah. these past six and a half years. Do you ride yourself? I do. I, got, I mean, I guess you got to... At this point, well, you don't, you don't gotta. In fact, uh, a bunch of these knucklehead, uh, knuckleheads who started this show, who shall remain <laughs> nameless, didn't have a fucking clue how to ride a bike. Uh, but Mark Boone Jr. and I were the only two regulars who've been riding our whole lives. I learned up in Canada when I was nine, ten years old, on little dirt bikes on my farm. As did Boone. He's from Ohio. And when we all got cast in this show, it was called a quick, quick lesson because Harleys, as you boys know, they're not, you know, 125-pound Kawasaki's. They're, yeah. they're heavy, heavy machines, and you really have to have no fear when you learn to ride a motorcycle, especially a Harley. Yeah, yeah, they're beasts. I know uh, when I went, I, I took a class to get my license, and you learn on these, like, little, I forget what they were, but they were, they weren't, they were cruisers, but they must have only had, like, very little. I mean, they were the smallest cruisers I've ever seen. I can't imagine the difference between. No, they have to, right? I mean, like yeah. yeah, they have to take they have to take care of your sexy face, bro. They have to make sure you don't <laughs> fall down and go boom and hurt yourself. So they give you a little, but there's motors on them, and you learn how to turn and stuff. In fact, people they always go like, how do these? How do you guys go so fast? You know, it's not the fast stuff that's the hard stuff. It's the slow stuff. It's yeah. the parking, backing up. Cruising slow, turning left, right. I mean, that's what you need all your balance and your hand-eye and clutch brake coordination. And for guys like Boone and I who have been doing this our whole lives, it's, it's a piece of cake. But for the boys, they really had to learn. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I, there are, I, I actually do um, – sorry, Adam. I didn't mean to step on you. But um, no, but you did, Ben. But you did. You stepped on it. But go for it. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I'm, I'm apologizing for it. But I, I actually do um, – I'm actually – The show's to, over. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's done. <laughs> Um, I actually know uh, some people in a biker club actually out here that do a lot of charity work, and I do some work with them as far as like cool. DJ, D, like DJing events and things like that. And I can't tell you, every time I do these events, these guys, they look like some of the, the roughest people, but they're the nicest people in the world. And like every time I do these events, they're always trying to get me to go get my license. They're always trying to get me to buy a bike just because they want me to join. And I know eventually I'm going to break and I'm going to do it. <laughs> so... Well, take it easy, son. Take, yeah. Just take it easy before you join anything. But, yeah, you know what? There's a community of bikers out there in clubs and not in clubs that give back. And when they do, it's, it's phenomenal yeah. because it's really important to me, and it's important to them, like you just said, Ben, um, to give back, whether it's wounded riders or, or, or animal shelters, um, abuse against uh, women. I mean, there's a whole bunch of incredible charities around the country that bikers completely support, and it's a it's a fabulous world when that happens. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And um, quick, just real quick, getting back to the show itself. You know, for six seasons, uh, you mentioned Ron Perlman and Maggie Siff. They were a huge part of the show. Uh, how's it been so far? Not having them as part of the show in this final season. Yeah, it's really it's my dog barking. My daughter just got home. There you go, Tara. Go say hi. Um, you know what, Mona, stay here. I mean it. Um, it's really different, man. I mean, 
That's the thing. When you start a show like this with 10, 11 leads, right? And you start right. killing them, um, as we have and Kurt Sutter has over the past few years, and this year we're not stopping, it's always sad when you start the year without a couple of your leads that you had the year before or the year before or the year before. And Sutter has always been gracious enough to tell us leads at the beginning of every season if we're going to die or not. And, of course, so Maggie and Pearl were both told at the beginning of last year, this will be your last season. And, uh, you know, it's sad, man, but it's, they're part of folklore. They're, they're in motorcycle heaven, man. And uh, people will never forget that final episode and how, how, how Clay went down. And um, it's just part of this story. And the story's not over yet, but it's coming to a close. Yeah. Yeah. And I, speaking of which, do you have anything planned for when this series is over this year? You know, a huge party or any other jobs I, that you're... Yeah, there's a million things going on. It's a pretty good time to be Kim Coates. I'm going to miss these guys <laughs> like crazy. And I think we have some of the strongest female characters in television. I really do mean that. And But I'm, yeah, I've got a million things happening. And I'm in no rush to rush into something unless it's amazing. And I, I really mean that. And I think I'm, I'm blessed to have, have done Tig Traeger. And, you know, we didn't really talk about Tig, even though you wanted me to. Adam, basically, Tig is... That kind of guy early that was, you know, a guy you love to hate or hate to love. And I think in six seasons, he's become an incredible supporter of the underdog. I mean, he's super tough. He's super whacked. He's super loyal. He's super, you know, all those things that go along with that kind of a character, you know. But he has become uh, an underdog lover. He is saving dogs. He's backing transgenders. He's... He's helping Chucky not, not get killed by the Chinese. I mean, he literally is looking out for the underdog, and I'm so glad I took this part because it's come full, full circle. When I first started playing Tig, or before I said I would play Tig, I said to Kurt Sutter, I have no interest in playing a sociopath. I'm done. I'm passing. You know, when they first showed me a little bit of what I might be doing in the first episode, I said, I'm, I'm going to pass. And Sutter looked at me and said, no, no, listen to me. We want you. He's going to be funny. He's going to be loyal. Yeah, he's going to be twisted. He's got some issues for sure. But he's going to cry. He's going to laugh. He's going to do all the things that, you know, you will want to do in a character. Please come along for this ride. And I'm, I'm really glad I did. So what's going to happen when this is over? I'm, I'm going to cut my hair, brother. I'm going to have an accident. I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get skinny. I don't, you know, I, the world is, is, is pretty, pretty big out there. When you're lucky enough to be in a show like this, that's gone on so successfully for seven years. You, you count your blessings and then you move on. And that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Now, I, know, I mean, I know prior to Sons of Anarchy, most of your work had been, you know, in roles in films and some minor roles in other, telev yeah. other television shows. Is it true that I, I had read this somewhere online? Uh, is it true that you never really before Sons of Anarchy, you never really wanted to be tied down to a series for an extended period of time? I've, I've, I, I, I honestly mean this. I've never done a regular on a television show. I've done ARCs, an entourage, cold case. You mentioned prison break, CSI Miami. David Crusoe really wanted me to do it. I did six shows with him, that kooky, oddball, wonderful dude. I, <laughs> I love David. He's so odd, but I, I would work with him in a minute. Um, prison break with my buddy, William Fickner. Um, but I've never, no, I never wanted to. And this show changed all that. And, and, um, it really was uh, a blessing because I said yes to it and I was in the right place at the right time to survive 
you know, seven seasons. I think my wife's pretty happy. Yeah. Um, you know, a constant paycheck, which I never worried about before with all the movies I was doing, but I, it's been really something else. It's quite the family. Our show's quite the family. And, uh, and then yet it's cable, right? It's only 13. It's not 22. So there's time to do movies on our six months off. So yeah. I don't know. It's been great. Um, now I'm again. We mentioned the movies that you've done in the past too, and I know we're getting ready to wrap things up talking to you. But no, I'm good. I'm uh, good, brother. Uh, but I know. I know. Uh, out of all the work that you've done in films before, obviously you've done some great films, and you've done some ones that you know have gotten you know the short end of the critic stick. Sure. Um, but one fan I, I would definitely want to bring up to you, just because I love it so much that you did. Uh, I couldn't go through the rest of this interview without mentioning the movie Goon. Thank you. With Sean William Scott. I, I absolutely love that movie. And I knew talking to you again, or as soon as I knew we were going to be talking to you, I actually went back and rewatched that movie yet again last night. Yeah. Um, how? Yeah. It, I was just going to say, was how awesome. was it filming that? It was awesome because I, I think I, I've been nominated three times now for Canadian Oscars. I'm 0 for 3. I need to be nominated a few more times before they'll call me the Peter O'Toole of, of American Oscars. <laughs> but I, I got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for that film, and uh, so did Jay Baruchel. He and I both got nominated, didn't win. But I'm telling you what, Michael Dowse, who directed that film, the kind of film that is, which is so different from Sons, in that, God, we, get to, we got to ad lib. Oh, my God, we got to ad lib. Michael Dowse trusted us so much with what was on the page, and then he just let us go. Let us riff and let us, ha and Liev Schreiber, we had so much fun. And all the boys on my team, I was too old to be a player. I played hockey my whole life. I'm a huge Red Wing fan. I don't know if you guys are Philly fans or not, but I'm not a Flyers fan. That doesn't mean, <laughs> well. that doesn't mean if they play well, I won't cheer for them. But I, I, uh, I'm a big hockey guy, and so Goon was, uh, I would have done the film for nothing. I, I loved it so much. We shot it up in Canada for two months. And rumor has it we're going to sh shoot Goon 2. That's what I heard. It, I heard uh, there was a sequel in production. Yeah. yeah, it's not a production yet. They're still trying to solidify the script. You know, it's tough getting me and Liev Schreiber in the same place at the same time. So they're going to have to really figure that out. But now that Sons is over, it's going to be easier to get me now and uh, with my time and everything. And I'll, I'll, I'll do it in a, in, a, in a heartbeat. I can't wait to do a second one. It was just crazy. That movie was nuts. And, of course, we had to film it at nighttime, starting at 10 p.m., filming till noon the next day, because it's the only time we can get ice time. Up in Canada, they just they don't give a shit who you are. They don't <laughs> care what the kids come first, and the, the pros and the semi-pros. That, that rink, th those ice times are gone from September till April. So the only time you can shoot a movie, <laughs> unless it's in the dead of summer, is literally at midnight, it's, which I find hysterical. Well, you're in Canada, too. I mean, and that's like the national sport Yeah, in we take it seriously up there. <laughs> yes, we do. So I, I am myself a huge hockey fan. I'm not a Flyers fan, because even though I am from Philadelphia, I am... Actually, from Jersey, so I'm actually a Devils fan. Um, well, Martin Brodeur, one of the greatest hockey players on the planet. You've won three cups, I think, right? We have. Yep. I we... think you've won three. I'm a big Jersey. I'm a big Jersey guy. I'm a big Devils fan. I'm a hockey fan for the rate. Yeah, I mean, I'm a hockey fan. I'm a hockey fan in general. It, it doesn't matter Me who's too. playing. I'll watch. It's you know, it's just Me too. the way it is. Yeah. Me too, boys. Um. But yeah, I would love to see a goon too. So I really, I really do hope that happens. Yeah, I made a lot of, I made a lot of money. That, that movie did so well in Britain. I mean, the big thing in Britain. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but it actually opened in London first. 
before it opened anywhere else. And uh, this is exactly what happened. People would come out of the theater and they'd have microphones in their face and go, you know, what'd you think? And they would say, I don't know what I fucking saw. I don't know what that was at all, but I can't wait to see it again. I'm, lo- I'm lining up to see it again. It was fucking amazing. Do you call it a puck? Is it a puck or a poke? It's a puck. I mean, they had no idea what they were seeing, really, but they loved it so much that uh, it made like five million bucks over London. I mean, it just did so well. And it's, Crazy. A, it's a brutal film, too. I mean, there's some brutal moments in that movie, you know, as far as the hockey fight. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was very violent so, at times. Yeah. Uh, but I know we're getting ready to wrap things up with you, unfortunately. And But usually how we like to wrap things up when we wrap up our interviews is with what we call a rapid fire. And how that works is Adam's basically just going to throw a couple quick questions at you. They're nothing too detailed. Just answer with pretty much the first that, thing that comes to your God, head. boys. It's 107 degrees. I ran the mountain. I don't know where my brain level's at right now. So go easy on me, for Christ's sake. <laughs> well, the first one actually plays into that pretty well, then. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Vanilla. Vanilla, okay. Plain old uh, vanilla. Next one. French vanilla or just regular like vanilla bean? Yeah, it's got to be a good vanilla. Not a shit okay. vanilla, a good vanilla. <laughs> All right. Hard, ser- uh, hard serve or soft serve? Sorry? Hard or soft serve, though? Like the twist or you like hard. the... Uh, hard. Hard. Okay. That's, that that sounds uh, pretty weird, actually. Yeah, hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one. What is your favorite location <laughs> that you ever shot? Uh, film, TV, anything like that? Oh, man. I guess Hawaii... On that boat with Costner and Waterworld. I mean, I'll, I'll never, I'll just never forget that how they had to keep turning our catamaran around with little tugboats because we kept facing the land. You know, we were two miles <laughs> offshore. But I, I would say that that catamaran with Jeannie Triplehorn and Kevin for those three days out there was was fairly nuts and amazing. I was gonna say I thought I found it funny that you said like uh, I guess Hawaii. Like that was the bad thing. Like, I I think Hawaii would be my first choice. <laughs> there you go. Uh, next one. Who do you wish would have guest starred uh, on Sons of Anarchy at some point in its seven years that never did? Uh, three guys: William Fickner, Eric Bana, and Matt Craven. All you know, huge buddies of mine, and they all wanted to, and we just couldn't snare them. We just couldn't snare any of them. It was just am- amazing how close we got to sounding Bana and Fickner and Craven. It just didn't work out. It was too yeah, bad. That would have been, been great. I liked Fickner. He's a, I was, was going to say, yeah, I'm actually watched President. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised um, Fickner never, never guest starred on, on Sons. He was too busy, man. I mean, and they wanted him for too big of a part. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, he was uh, just too yeah. busy, too much going on. And 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 Eric, you know, wanted to play a specific kind of part, and they just couldn't quite. You know, he was busy. Whatever, it just didn't work out. But <laughs> our guests, our guest stars are amazing, and, and everyone wants to be on our show in Hollywood. So that's a fairly yeah, good Lee, for us. Lee Michelle this year, I think, is going to guest star. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Got a lot of good people. Uh, last one, kind of on the flip side of that, if you could guest star in any other TV series on uh, on television right now, which would it be? No, it would have been The Sopranos. I, oh, okay. I, I have to say that that's my favorite television show ever, ever. I've seen every show. I, I think it's other than Fargo, it might be the only one I've seen every show. And I got so close, and I never was Italian enough, or I wasn't Polish enough. <laughs> Or I was, you know, you know what I mean. I was always. They tried to get me on that show three or four times, and it never worked out. And I was just such a huge fan of Gal Gadot's and all the boys that I. Uh, that's the show I would have loved to have been on. Yeah. Well, you said uh, Fargo is a favorite show of yours. I, you ever try? Or thinking about trying to get on that? Because I think they're doing. Uh, 
that it's next funny year, sh- right? Yeah, it's funny you should say that because literally all my all my people are are all, all over everything, and of course John Langraf, who's my favorite television. I mean, I'm biased. I worked for him for FX. He's just the the greatest, kindest, smartest CEO on on the planet in this business, and. Everyone's looking for me, and they all know what Fargo did for me and my artistic sensibilities. So uh, they're not starting until um, a long time, maybe next fall, a year from now, uh, maybe at the end of the spring next year. But my name will be tossed around, and we'll see what happens. But, oh, yeah, rumor awesome. has it, like True Detective, they're going to have a, a whole new cast, so we'll see where that yeah. goes. So I hear that would be, awesome. be awesome. Well, boys, nice to talk to you. Keep yeah. watching Sons of Fucking Anarchy. Yep. Uh, and Tuesday- I guess I'm still alive because my call time is pretty <laughs> early tomorrow. So I don't know if I'll make it to the end, but so far, so good. Yeah. Tuesdays at 10 on FX is when people can uh, check out Sons of Anarchy in its seventh and final season right now. We will definitely push people to check that out. Uh, we want to encourage people to follow you on Twitter, too, uh, at, Kim F- uh, at Kim F. Coates. Correct. Yeah, Twitter's a crazy place, huh? I mean, I started that thing because my daughter is saving the world over in Africa right now. She's so amazing, and I think uh, we've raised so much money with awareness and these hogs for heart things that we do, and 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 these these charity things that my wife uh, organizes. It's a, it's a good time to be you know a give back celebrity, and I'm proud to be one of those. And uh, that's really why I started Twitter. But every once in a while, you gotta you gotta throw the bone. You gotta throw a picture in there. You gotta. You got to do your thing. So my crazy Twitter followers just—I don't know what I have. Like over two hundred grand now. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah I've only been doing it for a year. So, anyway, wow. it's all good, boys. Well, does does your daughter have a website we can send people to to check out her charity work? She does. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Actually, it's called OneHeartSource.org. All one word: OneHeartSource.org. And uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, non-religious, all-health-based, educational-based uh, charity over in Tanzania and South Africa in Cape Town. And there's about five big shots from UCLA running this whole thing, non-profit. And wow, we're all awesome. very proud of them. And it's an amazing, amazing thing what they're doing with these kids who literally have nothing over there. It's pretty great. It's awesome. pretty great. Well we'll, spread, well, we'll spread some attention to that as well. Boys, you're the best. So, Call any time. Call my people. Let's slap each other around one more time before this show's over. Come on, let's do it. Definitely. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Thanks a lot. This was All a lot right. of fun. Yeah. Yeah, man. We really appreciate it. Okay, Philly boys. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the heat. Take care of yourselves. All right. Uh, you take care, too. Thanks a lot. See you, Adam. See you, Ben. All the best. Bye, take boys. care. See you, Kim. <laughs>